Warning, the following program has been rated M for mature due to language, vulgarity, and sexual innuendo. Welcome to the highlight of your week. They are the truth seekers looking to change the world for the better. Using the latest research and groundbreaking science, they seek to inform the simpletons. They dream of a day filled with gays, where women get paid like dicks and religion doesn't try to fuck kids. They are the intellectual saviors! Prepare yourself for atrociousness. All phasers set to fuck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I'm one of your hosts, Eric, and I am Michael. Hey, two weeks in a row. <sighs> yep, the we're killing fuck it. Is up with this? Yeah, and I think we actually had like almost a. I actually, I don't even know. I didn't look to be honest. <laughs> I looked like the couple days after to see if anybody listened because it's been so long. We had <laughs> we had like ninety hits or something at that point. So I don't really? know. Really, it's amazing. I am surprised too. Plus, since it's we probably lost all her, bots. Uh, I'm sure it is. It's probably <laughs> it's probably like four people and then the yeah. rest are bots. <laughs> yeah. They just see anti Trump shit and it's a bunch of Russian bots fucking yep. checking out our shit to attack what us on saying? Twitter. Yep. Until they see that we only have like three hundred followers now and they're like, Oh, they're not worth our time. Right. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Twitter. Oh yeah, by the way, you fuckers, uh remember our Twitter got shit on and cancelled out, so because I told Paul Ryan to get ass cancer, amongst other things. So be sure to follow us. We're now at Intel Saviors Pod. So go back on there and follow us, and then you'll get the updates when we put out new shows, like this fun feature that you're listening to right now with your ears. They, so. with your earballs. Mm hmm. They try to destroy us. But we only come back in a different <laughs> not, form. Probably not stronger, but we're back. No, just more mutated and more grotesque than ever. We, no, man, this is the kinder, gentler fucking intellectual oh. saviors. Oh, is it? Yeah, I told you, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and keep it down because it's partially because now I'm, with fifty percent less cunt used. Well, I'm not gonna say that. There's gonna be a lot of cunt used, but. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Like I said, I'm not doing the tangent thing anymore. It's like we'll discuss a topic and fuck it, move on. Because I just I can't get frustrated and bogged down with the same nonsense all the time. I just I can't do it anymore. I got the kid. I got to keep my spirits high. I can't. Yeah, there you go. Shitty and gloomy around him. <laughs> His life will be ruined when he gets old enough to see what a disaster the world's become. I'm, I want him to enjoy childhood. So. Like, I know uh, some women have a total disdain for the C word. Um, yeah, well. But, like, I've been using it pretty frequently for, eh, it's been a few years. I'm trying to least. take it back. I've been but using it But I am so happy that it's actually, it's becoming more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear more people frequently using it these days. And then even, I don't know if you've seen Deadpool 2 yet. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's used in there. Cable says it to Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "I love this. I love that that word is being back put back into the fray." <laughs> so great. By the way, yeah. Deadpool two, great movie. If you love the first one, you'll love this one. 
Yeah, I you know it's funny because I just took the took my son to see it the other day. We, that was our Father's Day excursion. We went and yeah. had lunch and saw Deadpool two together. And you know, it's like I I hadn't read bad reviews on it, but everybody was kind of like, yeah, it's not really as good as the first one. Stuff. I there was a couple little quirky things about it I didn't care for as much, but overall, I thought it was I thought it was pretty much just as good. Yeah, I mean, I think they rehashed too many jokes. From the first yeah. one, yeah, a little, a little bit too much of the breaking down the fourth wall jokes. I think they could have backed off. Oh no, I, see, I don't care about that. I, that it, that's Deadpool straight up. So oh, that I know, I'm but, totally but, down for. But like you said, it seems like some of them. But they a just little, yeah. rehashed a little bit too much. Uh, but man, they had a whole bunch of references that if you didn't catch it, were great. Um, spoiler alert, by the way. So if you haven't <laughs> seen it, plug your earballs. Um, my absolute favorite scene was when X Force first jumps out of the helicopter. Oh, that and whole then sequence! They all get annihilated. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hilarious because the whole you know, like I I was hyping myself up. I'm like, yeah, fucking X Force is gonna be badass. <laughs> gonna get together and all that stuff. And it happened like so early in the movie. I was like, holy shit, they're really going full on with this. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, just death after death after death. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. <laughs> like, introduce characters, fuck them all. <laughs> that was pretty fucking funny. It was great. And then the cameo by Brad Pitt. Mm. He was the uh, Mr. Invisible or whatever he was called. Oh, the the Vanisher? Vanisher, yeah. <laughs> you didn't catch that? Nuh-uh. Yeah, so when so the Vanisher, like whenever they're jumping out, you know, it's just a parachute going down. Yeah, I know they show him for a second, but I didn't. I guess I just didn't and pay attention. To, he hits know. electrical electrical lines and gets mm-hmm. electrocuted, and it makes him appear, and it's Brad Pitt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I remember seeing it, but I guess yeah. I just didn't focus on the face enough. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. See, I did not see that. But yeah, it was it was a good flick. Definitely recommend checking it out for sure. Yeah, I thought it was pretty solid, man. I, like I said, I had no complaints. I mean, I'd say is maybe a tick below the first one, but I yeah, the first one. I mean, I kind of knew what to expect, but I could imagine if you're not familiar with the Deadpool character, which I wasn't, 100%. how much of a surprise that was because you know it's a raunchy fucking character. Oh yeah, that does not really follow the protocols of your typical superhero, you know, by any means. So. I could imagine seeing that for the first time and being like, holy shit, this is <laughs> like nothing I've seen before as far as superhero films go. Yeah, I think it was that and then also the fact that I didn't know what to expect with Ryan Reynolds because I yeah. like Ryan Reynolds. I mean, I've seen a ton of his movies. I but he's, he's also done some really shitty stuff. And then, of course, the Green Lantern thing, you know, was yeah. so terrible. He's done some pretty bad films, which, to his credit, he makes fun of himself quite oh, a yeah. lot about it. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah 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 if you stay for the credits and stuff there's a funny little segment with the green lantern thing yeah so, there's several where like you know bad decisions he'd made in movies oh, yeah. <laughs> he's killing himself in those roles or as yeah. himself <laughs> I, love, I love the one with the script he goes man this is gonna be it. You know? welcome to the big time yeah <laughs> <laughs> he shoots him you're welcome canada yeah <laughs> fucking genius so yeah, definitely support it so we can get some more. Actually, I think, don't they already have, like, two more in the... 
think um, that's what they're doing. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that they're probably going to do another Deadpool for sure, but I know that they are doing an X-Force movie for a fact. No, that's def- already in you know, in pre-production phase. I heard that, but I think when they after the first one was so successful, I think they said that they signed on for two more. So it's possible. So there should be, and this one's done really well too. Yeah. So yeah, because they, I mean, the first one definitely did way better than a lot of people thought it was going to do. Unlike Solo, which because evidently that one took a, such a shit financially for Disney, now. They are going to, I think they said today, I read a thing, that they're putting off doing the uh, Boba Fett and Obi-Wan Kenobi movies. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, well, focus- they're focusing on the th- the last of the actual Star Wars franchise movies. Yeah, I man, I don't know. Like, I haven't seen it myself, but, I mean, the previews really didn't make me want to go see it at I- all. I I'll, I'll be honest, man. I I am with you. When I saw the previews, I was like, man, eh, you know. I mean, it doesn't look fantastic, and I won't say it's like the most action-packed, fantastic Star Wars movie there is. But I thought it was really good. I mean, I didn't have a problem with it at all. Yeah. So I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I never read anything that was just like completely shitting on it from the reviews I read after because I didn't want to get any spoilers ahead of time but when i went back and read some stuff because it hadn't been doing that well in the theater um no one really shit on it it's just i don't know i think it's just the whole fact of the matter it's like everybody has this han solo character and the age difference like between this guy when this happened and so it's like there's not a big gap there you wouldn't think because i mean when harrison ford did the original han solo he he had to been like 30 at, at the most or late twenties. Yeah, I'd want to say he was like in his mid late twenties. So it's like, I mean, I mean, there's not a big gap there. I mean, so that's a little bit. I, I, there are some things that were good. I mean, it kind of you set you up with a little bit of backstory on him, where he comes from. You know, the certain things. You know, how he gets with Chewie. Blah blah blah. Some of it you kind of know. Some of it's a little new. I wish they would have done a little bit more background background stuff, but. Uh, I mean, overall, it was solid. I didn't have a problem with it. But because, like I said, it didn't pan out like they wanted it to. You know, it's fucking, they're basically shit canning a couple of the other ones. I'm kind of pissed because I wanted to see the Boba Fett one. But. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I think think it's more, the solo one is probably more retribution for the last actual, like, Star Wars sequel. Because yeah. a lot of people were pissed off at The Last Jedi. A lot. <laughs> so I think this was them saying, well, fuck you then. We're not watching your other movies. Yeah. Even I, if it is good. they're I, I, People are so, you know, that's just the way people are these days. They get so hyped up and so crazy and Twitter is all the rage and all these yeah. YouTubers get on and talk shit and talk out of their ass. And it's just a sign of the times. So I, I could see it as like some fucking reddit thing where we're gonna go ban solo because we didn't like the last jedi and we're butthurt me i mean to be fair i didn't like the last jedi either but that's not the reason i'm going not didn't go see solo it's because i saw the previews and i was like yeah I'll, I'll wait till it's like out of the theaters and i'll watch it yeah i'm i mean i'm a mark for star wars so i'll pretty much see anything it puts out because i mean I'm at that age, like, I remember when the originals came out and I saw them in the theater. So, for me, it's that nostalgia thing, you know what I mean? So, it's yeah. like, 
and I still love the character. And like I, the Last Jedi overall, I liked it. I mean, pretty well. But there's a couple things that made me want to fucking shoot somebody in it. Um, mostly the stuff with Leia <laughs> and some of the things. I just it. I don't know. It was some of it was frustrating, but it's like one of those things. Like I can you know, compartmentalize little parts of it, put it to the side and say, overall, this is pretty solid. This is good. I like what they're doing here. This is shit, but, you know. It's the <laughs> same thing with, like, Phantom Menace and those. Everybody shits on them, and I still enjoy them because of, I knew the story ahead of time. So even though there's characters and some of the scenes, the way they're done and stuff, I thought were terrible. And I think he picked the worst fucking actors ever to play Anakin. That kid oh, was God. the kid was awful, and that fucking Hayden Christensen Ugh. is probably the worst fucking actor that ever lived. And that's the worst part about it. I think if you just sort of had decent actors in those roles, it would have made those movies a hundred times better. I mean, people still bitch because that's what people like to do. I mean, follow yeah. us on follow me on Twitter, and you'll see it. <laughs> I mean, I I get it. You know, it's it's tough to recapture the magic of you know the original, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately, I never got to see them in theaters because I was too young. Um, you know, I I think I might have been like one or two whenever mm-hmm. uh, Return of the Jedi came out. When that come out, eighty three. Yeah, yeah. So I would have been like one or two. Um, but I got to see them in theaters when they were like the shitty uh, remakes that he did with all the enhanced visuals uh, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to see that shit in the theaters. <laughs> he didn't really change that much. And then, it of wasn't... course, I got to see the fucking stupid ass prequels. I am a total prequel hater, without <laughs> a doubt. I mean, the, the Phantom Menace, certainly Jar Jar Binks was god awful, and that damn kid was atrocious. Mm hmm. Uh, but beyond that, it really wasn't that terrible. Um, Attack of the Clones was just bad. Straight bad. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think if you are if you know Star Wars War, like you knew. Like I knew. Yeah. Know, I mean, I knew it was going You know the whole story, stuff. so you yeah. kind of know everything. It's just, like you said, it's, there's just... But some of the way they did. The acting the was terrible. The, the script was just horrible man it was so bad some of the dialogue i was like all right what the fuck are they talking about yeah it was just atrocious but just proof that everybody's going to complain like everybody like the star wars fans complained about the prequels then disney took over and as soon as disney bought it everybody's like fucking did i mean i did the same thing i'm like fuck i was disney I thought that they would. I thought that they would bring life into it well and that's the thing then they put out the force awakens i'm like this is fucking great like it's very remin- I mean it's basically oh, yeah, a it, copy of yeah. a, a New Hope but but that's okay though because I see what they're trying to do they're trying to bring it back Yeah I really know? liked the Force Awakens So I was fine with it then and then they put out the last one and everybody's bitching against like you can't you just there's nothing you can do to satisfy everybody so No there's not but you know I mean I I can't really speak to everybody else's arguments about uh the last Jedi but I mean my my complaints were more just like, you know, everybody knows, you know, certain force powers and certain things that are done. And then all of a sudden, all these magical different abilities come out of fucking nowhere yeah. that nobody's ever done. Yeah. And it's like, what 
what the f- where the fuck did that come from? No, I'm with you. And it you was did. just to push the plot. You know, it's like what the f- just to push some kind of narrative that they were trying to drive home. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And like, and those I understand are- that it's like, you know, uh, magic, and you know, it's not something that's real life. But to me, it's okay to have fantasy in your movies, but you have to be grounded in some kind of reality in that fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make sense that. Nothing that anybody's ever seen in any canon of anything Star Wars all of a sudden magically manifests itself just to push a plot line. <laughs> it's like, that's just lazy, lazy writing. And it, it was, I, I personally think that it was the director's, like, it was him trying to push his vision of what he wanted Star Wars to be Yeah. onto people. And it's like, dude, fuck you. That's not what you're there for. <laughs> You're there to put nostalgia back in everybody's fucking brains and make their little wee wee's hard. Yeah, isn't is the same guy doing the last one, or is Abramson? Uh, Abr- I can't even say his fucking name. J.J. Abrams. Yeah, um, Abrams. God damn it, man. <laughs> I don't think. I th- Rain. I think that's his name. Yeah, Rain Johnson. Yeah. That yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I don't think he's doing the next one. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he's not. Because I thought I read that Abrams was coming back to do that one, but I may be fucking off on it. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll probably still see the next one. Oh, yeah, I'm going to see it, dude. I told you, I'll, I'm a sucker. I'll feel to fucking all of them. Um, I don't care. But yeah. I don't know. So, dude. Dude. First of all, you got to fucking tell me about the Prima show. And then you said, after we quit recording last week, you said you had a story that you wanted to tell me. <laughs> Yeah, so Primus Mastodon. I mean, Mastodon was good, uh, but I'm not like a huge Mastodon fan. I know nothing about them. Um, you'd probably recognize some of their songs if you heard them. Um, they didn't have the Mastodon t-shirt that I wanted, unfortunately. <laughs> Very disappointed in that. It's a <laughs> But Primus was amazing. That, that was a good show that they put on. So if you're familiar with any of Primus's stuff and you kind of on the fence, I'd say go for it, go see him. It's worth it. They're awesome, amazing bass player. Holy crap, he's so good. Oh, I know. At, yeah, like I said, man, when I was in high school and stuff, I had buddies and bands, and I have no musical ability. So I was like, well, bass is easy. I'll pick that up and do it. You know? <laughs> and uh, it is if you're doing like '80s fucking glam music, but. If you're like trying to do something like Primus, you watch. Oh yeah, him no, get up and do you're not gonna be does. able to it's, do that. It's like, like him, Flea, people like that. It's like you watch him, like nah, I can't <laughs> do, I can't do that. <laughs> um, well, how was Slayer then, dude? Slayer was fucking awesome. The only thing I have a complaint about them is they've been playing like big venues, uh, pretty much everywhere. But for some reason, when they played Dallas the other night, they played a place called the Bomb Factory, which holds about maybe 4,000 people. So it's like half the size of the places they're, they've been playing. And they made a statement about that. They're like, they're like, yeah, we've been playing these big old fucking places. And this is very intimate setting tonight. The problem was, I think they were, they had the goddamn amps turned up. Like they were playing a big venue. It was a little bit too loud. And I hate when bands do that, especially like a metal band, because then you kind of get that. Everything gets drowned. Yeah. It gets a little distorted. So it, I mean, they sounded okay, 
But some of the stuff, when they got like in the really heavy chunks of some of their songs, it did get a little distorted sounding. Yeah. Um, but I, one thing that was funny when I first got there to the show, so there was like five bands playing. They had um, uh, Testament, which is like an old school metal band from like the 80s. Like, yep. I mean, I have tapes of theirs that I listened to when I was like, you know, junior in high school. Um, they opened... They're the first band. Then there's a band from Poland that's kind of like a black metal band called Behemoth that I yep. never had heard of. I'm aware of Behemoth. Uh, yeah, I pulled up and listened to some of their shit on YouTube, and I was like, nah, not for me. So I skipped those two bands because <laughs> the show started like 5 o'clock because um, there's the five bands. I'm like, nah, I'll skip the first two. I want to get there for Anthrax, and I timed it like perfect. I got there right before Anthrax went on. And uh, I think I told you last week, you know, I'd seen Anthrax once before. Yeah. It was like them open for Iron Maiden back in like 91. <laughs> so, you know, it's been quite a while. They were fucking great. Uh, love Anthrax. Then uh, Lamb of God played second. And I like some Lamb of God stuff. But if people don't know who Lamb of God is, they're basically like a tiny step below a death metal band. I mean, the singer yeah. does death metal voice. Um the guitars aren't as heavy and like just methodic as a as a death metal band, but they're pretty hardcore. And in my old age, I've learned that I can still listen to that shit in my car for two or three songs, but seeing it live for like an hour, it's too much for me. <laughs> I was really fucking beaten down by them by the end. Uh, I mean, they did they finished off at least with my favorite song of theirs. Uh, which I only really have like three or four I love, but they did that one last, so it was badass. It's called Redneck. That's a cool song. Then um, they fucking shuffled off on the way. Then Slayer came out. Now, this is like their farewell tour, so, I mean, they've been around for literally almost 40 fucking years, so they have a million albums. But So they tried to do a thing where they tried to reach in and do a lot of older stuff, you know, all the way up until... A couple. They did a couple songs that are, I call newer songs because they were done the last decade uh, for Slayer. But they really tried to spread it out, which is fine. I mean, they did like their biggest songs, but then, like I said, trying to fucking like kind of touch bases on every album. Almost it seems like their big albums. Yeah. They played some songs that I probably would have left off. I mean, there's a few others I would have rather have heard, um, but they sounded pretty good for the most part like i said probably a little too loud at times and it kind of muffled some of the sound but um you know i'm just happy like i said i got to see him finally so i'm fucking happy i noticed uh one thing is that the older mexican guy loves fucking slayer i think that was half of the crowd oh really older mexican guys the hell (laughs) big fans of slayer which i guess makes sense because my friend joey uh well jose he went by joey he's my best buddy in high school and stuff he's the one that got me listening to slayer so i guess (laughs) i was just like holy shit look at all the fucking mexicans in there not in a racist way either I don't want to. I don't want to say it like they're not in a racist way. I'm just like, wow, there's a lot of fucking Hispanos in here. Because I'm trying to always look around crowds when I go places now to kind of get a feel for like, you know, like you know, it's, this is a metal show. The so vibe. You know, you, yeah, and it's like I'm looking around. I'm like, let's see how many girls we got. You know, see if I could spot any fucking black people, any Asian people. I only saw like three or four black people in the crowd. I'm like, okay, this is a pretty black light show. Because I went to see Local H uh, about a month ago, and there's. Yeah, there's probably 10 or 12 uh, black guys in there and women. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. I like the vibe because I like it to be more diverse. 
Because when I'm just because nowadays when I get around a crowd of just a bunch of angry fucking young white guys, it makes me a little tense. (laughs) (laughs) Why on earth would that be, sir? So I was really happy. Like it was a pretty good crowd. Yeah, they're the ones that are always mass shooting fuckers, (laughs) dude. I'm telling. Could that be why? Um, Yeah, I love I I love metal detectors at the doors these days and armed security (laughs) up front. It makes me feel a lot better. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's like I said, overall good show. And then the fun thing was when I came up to the concert to go in to begin with, there's a bunch of um, assholes out there, religious people with their signs and their cross, like they oh, have yeah, the big crosses. Because you know Slayer is the devil, which they are. Yep. I mean, every if you look at any other albums, everything's pentagrams and upside down crosses and about Jesus. You know, being like my favorite couple albums or two of my favorite albums of theirs are the Jesus Illusion and fucking. God hates us all, you know. So they, <laughs> that's kind of the theme with them. But uh, so, yeah, the stage set was nice. I mean, it's, you know, of course, they got all the pentagrams and fucking the shit up that they normally do. And it starts off like they have a kind of a tarp thing up with, before they drop it for the stage. And they're projecting like these, it starts with these crosses and they slowly fucking turn upside down and go like blood red. And then these pentagrams start popping up, spinning around and catching on fire and shit. And then, so it's, <laughs> So much deviltry. Fucking love it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you've never seen them, they roll through. It, you know, this is pretty much it for them, so try and catch them while you can. I think the tour's about halfway over now, but they've added some dates, so it was worth it. It was a good show. Sweet. Probably not for you, but probably not your thing. I know nah, you're not a Slayer. I don't mind Slayer. It's like Brad. I put a thing on, he commented. He's like, he goes, not really my thing. He goes, but they've been around for a long time, and. They're still relevant. He goes, much respect. <laughs> <laughs> like, eh, that's pretty much all you can hope for. Right. So, so, sir, before we forget again, tell me your story. Yeah. We'll, we got our one topic for the night. We do a little immigration talk because that is fucking, that is the only thing. So, uh, uh, I can't remember when this story broke. I think it was in like March or April or something like that, I want to say. And it really, like, whenever it broke, I was like, man, I wish we were still doing the podcast because this is just a gem for us <laughs> as far as a talking point. Um, I'm, you may have seen it in the news because uh, it was, like, there briefly. But, of course, you know, the orange asshole always <laughs> encompasses everything. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make news for very long. But did you hear about... Um, the actress Allison Mack. She had name sounds familiar. She had a role in the uh, WB series uh, Smallville. Do you remember Smallville? Oh, the, the yeah, Superman yeah. I, show. I know what you're talking. I mean, I you're good. I'm glad you're doing this because I totally forgot. You'll have to remind me, but I do remember hearing something about this. Yeah. So she got arrested because uh, there was an investigation that was done into a uh, a group called Nexium. Mm. Uh, which was a self-help group yes. that was all about like women's empowerment and mm. uh, building women entrepreneurs and CEOs. Uh, and they had tons of different programs and all this stuff. But apparently within that sect, they ha- their leader had a smaller group that was kind of sheltered away from everything else that was a sex cult. And she apparently was the head, 
the master, so to speak, of this sex cult. And that's why she was arrested. And you'll find out why exactly. Like, you know, just being in a sex cult doesn't exactly make you, you know, doing anything illegal. But no. But here's where it comes in. <laughs> so the there were interesting things. So I read this really long article because I was so fascinated by the story because, I mean, it just sounds like something out of a, a movie that you would never think, you know, because you always see things in movies, you're know, like, ah, that never happens in real life. You know, but this does, apparently, <laughs> and did. Um, so whenever she first went to, she was, like, brought there by a co-worker that was on Smallville. I can't remember the woman's name to one of the seminars. This, the other woman, I don't believe was involved in the sex cult aspect, but brought her in. And once they found out that she was coming, they, uh, rolled out the red carpet or as, uh, one of the co-founders called it love bombing Hmm. that they do for VIPs. I know. Um, and then eventually, um, Mac requested to meet, um, the head dude, uh, something Rainier. I can't remember his name. Greg Rainier, Ryan Rainier. Yeah, I, like I said, I remember. I know what you're talking about. I remember it now because I read the same thing. But I don't ask me for details, dude. I totally out. But apparently, even for a VIP such as her, you would have to take a 16 day what they call intensive, which costs seventy five hundred dollars before mm-hmm. even being granted a meeting with uh, another person called a Vanguard which were his, like, higher-up women in his group. Um, So eventually she did meet him and then became, quote, romantically involved with him and whatever. Uh, And then subsequently she became the leader in a structure that was uh, dubbed DOS, which is a Dominus Obsequious Sonorium. I'm probably butchering that. That's okay. Uh, Nobody will know. But it translates to Master Over Slave Women. Hey, now. <laughs> That's um, my new title. Others in the group called it The Vow. So, like I said, Mac occupied the senior position. The only person above her in this group was Rainier, which was always called The Master. And the recruits were slaves. Um, so, this is where it gets into the illegal shit. So the slaves were brought in, held down by other slaves, and branded with a hot cauterizing pen, which was done forcibly without consent, also without telling the victims the nature of the scar that it would form. Um, It basically made um, an amalgam of uh, Mac and Rainier's initials, K-R-A and M, so we're getting into some <laughs> deep shady shit. Uh, so of course, like I said, they didn't expose most of their followers to any overt sexual shit. Um, and Rainier apparently designed it that way. Uh, and they had a whole bunch of different curriculums, uh, which had like an acting class, um, flagship enterprises, Um, they melded with other businesses to do self-help philosophy. Um, but then advancement through these levels, um, and fees, mind you, promised increasing knowledge and achievement. Hmm. Can you tell me what that sounds like? 
Oh, I know. I thought it was like Scientology light yep. when I was listening <laughs> to it. Yep. And apparently, according to a lot of different reports, um, Rainier actually ordered his higher ups to kind of mask like Scientology. Like he, they tried very hard to revamp themselves as Scientology light huh. uh, to be I- more welcoming and um, I guess more consumer friendly, so to speak. See, I remember when that the story first came out because I saw it on like Twitter and stuff, and I read a little bit of stuff. I thought that she, I thought there there's an aspect of like human trafficking and stuff involved in it. Well, there was again. A lot of these women were berated, moved from place to place to place without their consent. Yeah, um, forced to have sex with them. See, I almost thought like they were brainwashed. Like they kind oh, yeah. of instead yep. of like you know being shackled up and like you're coming with us like you know actual slave slaves i thought they were just kind of you yes know, and uh, not exactly i mean it, they weren't exactly like shackled so to speak mm-hmm. but mac would berate them humiliate them and belittle them to such a degree and not only that but they had this um they had this psychological psychological manipulation uh where like if um what did he call it so uh Rainier, he actually would tell the slaves that they were all connected via his sperm. <laughs> I know. And so he would, you know, say that if one woman was having an issue, uh-huh. it hurt him. Uh-huh. Um, and if he is hurting, then all of them are hurting. And so if you don't do something that he, or if you do something that he didn't like, all the other women would basically come after that person, ostracize them, attack them, and would not socialize with that person uh, until they got back in line. So it wasn't necessarily like physical shackles, but it was more mental shackles. Because that that was your group, that was your family, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I guess all cults kind of run. Like, the people aren't actually restrained and, you know, kept there, but... But, I mean, besides for that, they also did, like, physical strain to the body um, to kind of basically make them more uh, docile. Yeah. Um, and also because of his, him, his sick mentality. Keith Rainier, sorry, his name is Keith. Um, so he demanded that the slaves uh, restrict themselves to a diet of nine, uh, 900 calories or less a day. Mm-hmm. And then they had to report their weight daily. Um, and <laughs> I love this one. A former member says that Rainier had difficulty getting an erection, which was often, <laughs> and then blamed her because of her weight. Yeah, let's be honest. It's usually the woman's fault. It's and then the he also fault. told his followers that Oprah Winfrey was not an ethical human being because she was fat. <laughs> Well, I agree with him, but not because of the fat part. She's <laughs> kind of sorry, but whatever. Um, so he, he's had a lot of uh, different writings and stuff that he kind of took notes and uh, things that he would say to people and whatever. And there was one that kind of stuck out to me, and it, it makes sense for the way his cult went. Um, but he had a term uh, for certain people he called uh, Luciferians. Hey, now. 
Um, and he says, as quoted, a Luciferian realizes his desires by any means. Without consideration for others and without remorse, a Luciferian is a person lacking the conscience and loyalty of others. He commonly employs manipulation and deceit to achieve his desires end and is therefore capable of acts that would be highly destructive to those that interact with him. A Luciferian therefore typically experiences pleasure or gratification in situations where normal people would be repulsed or disturbed. So he basically is describing Trump. And himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he's not important. We're talking about no. the president. Well, I mean, it, he's uh, going to be... I got to say, man... I'm sorry, go ahead. In, in a fucked up way, it's like I kind of... Not respect, that's not the word, but... <laughs> I mean, there's God something about... There's something about like when you have people like him and a David Koresh or a Charles Manson, these crazy fuckers, how they can just get people to buy into their shit and just yeah, like Trump, basically be like little zombies for him. Yeah, tr- Trump is like that. All these little Trumpets out there who fucking it's like everything he says. It's like you know, he's fucking lying. This is bullshit. It's here's the facts. Everything is just proven, and it's like, man, eh, we don't care. Yeah, Trump <laughs> Trump could tell his followers that two plus two equals five. He could get up on stage and be like, look, guys, I've done the research. I've looked <laughs> at the facts. I'm the smartest guy around. I know this. Two plus two equals five. You've been lied to the whole time. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, my God, he's right. Two plus two is five. I'm going to go teach my kid that right now. It's a, it's amazing. But yeah, it's just... That's fucking stupid. I mean, they... They honestly believe that the uh, we're going to get into it here in a little bit, but the fucking shit where he was blaming the Democrats for <laughs> this child separation debacle, yeah, they actually believe that. It's like, well, then why hasn't this been happening the whole time? Then dipshits, like it's just that's that's not even common sense. That's just simple facts. Like, I, it's not even that. It's just common observation. <laughs> like. <laughs> You have to have the least amount of observation skills to see that. Like, this didn't happen until he decided to to make it happen. So, whose fault is it again? Oh, the Dems. Okay, sorry. <laughs> hey, before we get into that real quick, <laughs> dude, my favorite thing of the week, my favorite Trump moment of the week was when he fucking did his little speech. I can't even remember the fuck he did it now. I, like, I'm so in and out on news. It's funny, like... That's why I said before on the last podcast, I'm like, yeah, we're not going to be as newsy because I don't give a shit about following it as much anymore. I'm beaten down by it. But I did see where he gave the speech and he was talking about uh, they're starting the sixth branch of the military, the Space Force. Yes, I, I haven't had a chance to look into it. Somebody at work told me about that today and I just like looked at him in total bewilderment. I was like, dude, what? I'm going to tell you this and anybody listen, if you missed it, just go to YouTube and find the speech where he does the announcement about Space Force. It's the funniest fucking thing. Just the way he says it and the whole little skit that he does. It's hilarious, dude. And the way uh, this is a Space Force. <laughs> it's, it's so George Bush-like. It's, it's hysterical. And I'm thinking to myself, Space Force is like... The fucking worst name. I mean, we already have Air Force, and I get the whole Space Force thing, but 
I was reading a thing, and evidently Russia already has, like, Space Force. Like, this is something that they put into play, like, a few years ago. So, like, they've already got Space Force. Like, really probably should come with a cooler name. I was listening to the radio, and this dude's like, we should have called it the Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) But I, I, I... I don't I don't understand it. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Like what is what are they trying to do exactly? Well, because it's kind of I think it's a little bit of a throwback to the Star Wars program of Reagan, you know, where the whole thing was we're going to put like these big fucking laser satellites up in there and if anybody tries to shoot a missile at us, we're just going to fucking pop them from space and they can't get us. You know, this is like we're going to put people up in space like military up there and kind of take over the fucking space like it's going to be our domain or something I, why and that's why would we put military in space uh, i guess when we colonize the moon we'll need protection i don't know dude but uh, I we're just thought, nowhere near colonizing the moon i was just thinking of it'd be hysterical like i could just picture it now like it's going to be like starship troopers <laughs> you know we're just fucking Everybody goes through the training, and they're going to be flying around the galaxy fighting, like, giant fucking bugs and stuff. I don't know. So what the fuck is this? It's like, we don't have money to do anything. Like, I think it was, I don't know, I might have mentioned it last week on the show, but, like, May was, like, the first month since, like, 2008 or 2009 where we had, like, the largest budget deficit in our in the government since like 2008 or 2009 in may because of these tax cuts and all this other shit that they're doing it's like yeah we have no fucking financial backing for anything so let's go invest trillions of dollars in fucking space force it's like all right whatever like i said don't care anymore (laughs) go ahead like, I don't get it. Like, why would you want to militarize space now? Like, I like I said, dude, this was... Like, there's zero reason to do that. Well, I think China's right now working on putting together a mission to send astronauts to the moon. Like, the dark side of the moon. The place we couldn't go before. Which I thought, if you go to the dark side of the moon, it's like a million degrees below zero. Yeah. And you'll die immediately. Yeah, they're not going to do a spacewalk unless they have some really advanced tech. So I didn't understand that, but they're evidently they're working on some shit, and I guess Russia's working on their program still. And of course, ours is stalled out. You yeah, know, because we don't fucking fund it. I, Space Force is not the answer. Maybe Space Force is the answer. No, it's not. <laughs> but the whole defense portion of it, like I said, that goes back to the eighties and Reagan. Yeah, you know, the, and it was so, dumb then, and it's dumb now. Well, I know. I'm just saying that's been a Republican wet dream for forty years. A militarized space, you know. I mean, dude, there's only so many fucking Muslim countries you can bomb, dude. You got to find some new, you know, places to fucking destroy at some point. I mean, unless we get in a war with Canada or something, which is always possible. (laughs) (sighs) Anyways. That was my fun. That was the fun moment of the week for me. That we're going to start putting together space force. Yeah, I still haven't seen that, but I'm pretty sure. I, and still, like for the fiscally conservative Republicans, uh-huh. how does that make sense? Uh-huh. Exactly. Like what's what the fuck? <laughs> There's how no answer. It's just dumb answer. are these fucking people? Hey man, Trump is our president. 
and they all support him. So that's your question answered. <sighs> so irritating. Anyway. Yeah. And even more irritating when we could do our fucking 10-minute spiel on the immigration thing. So it's hard to even begin. I, the news has been hitting it so hard, you know, with the the child thing. Like last night they came out with uh, – what? oh, my God. What the fuck did they call those – the, the things for the children. There's the name that they put out. I don't know. T- tender camps or something they call oh, them. Oh, uh, tender age uh, detention centers. Yeah. And I love being in Texas because we have like all of them are located in Texas. So we're killing it right now. Um, we're the number one state in fucking imprisonment of fucking stolen children. <laughs> so it's fantastic. We're number one. <laughs> I... I love, like you said, that he tried to blame the Democrats for this, but the, and they tried to push back and say that this was a practice that was used under Obama. And no. they're right. Well, they're right in one instance. Obama administration actually did have places like this where they put children, but they were children that came across the border by themselves without yeah. adults and stuff. Yeah, that's the difference. This yeah. is a completely different fucking thing. Yep, I watched. Um, and the the practice of like if so even under Obama the practice of if they're going to criminally prosecute the immigrant mm-hmm. separating them from the child so they can do the processing and all that stuff for like a few hours and then reuniting them that did happen under Obama oh yeah but the the key factor is that this has escalated big time and there's close to twenty four hundred kids that. Still, even after this executive order, have not been reunited with their families, and nobody knows the answer to when that's going to happen or if it's going to happen. Well, I don't know if you saw this because, like I said, the news half-asses everything. So Trump, you know, signed the executive order to stop the practice that he wanted put in place. Yeah, that that's what <laughs> makes me crazy. Is like, so he puts it into place. Without a big hubbub until the shit hit the fan and everybody started freaking the fuck out about this. Okay, but did you see the executive order? Because. And then all. Oh, yeah, the executive order is a bunch of nonsense. It's bullshit. I'm sorry, go ahead. But nowhere in the executive order does it actually include a plan for reuniting these children with their parents. No, that's why I said nobody has a clear actual outline even after the executive order. Yeah. They don't know. They have no idea. Nobody fucking knows. Not even the people running the detention centers fucking know. There's no clear outline whatsoever. This is all fucking ready, shoot, aim policy that Trump has. Yeah. And I'll say that again. Ready, shoot, aim. Think about that. (laughs) (laughs) That is his policy. That's always been his policy. (sighs) And yeah, so he, he creates this whole fucking crisis. And then does this like big hubbub executive order signing shit like he always does where he jerks himself off while he writes his fucking name, acting like he's a fucking hero. And it's like, well, first off, your executive order is bullshit. Like, it's all like none of it says that this is going to stop. None of it. The only thing that we know for sure is that if the parents are going to be detained, then their children are going to be detained with them indefinitely. Yeah. That's the only thing we know for sure. 
I think that that was the big issue, and then the other was the fact that they were doing it to asylum seekers, which is a yeah. completely different thing than just people illegally crossing, you know. Yeah, these are people that literally feel fear for their lives. And I don't know. I think the thing is, like, getting into that, like I said, the news has talked so much about that aspect of it. I, I, it's like, I, I don't really want to drone on about that. My thing was... I think it's one of those things like they've been talking about immigration and immigration reform for literally 30 years, 40 years. I mean, ever since, like I said, Reagan, basically, with the whole amnesty thing. This is not an issue that just sprung up overnight. And I think both parties are highly to blame on this because, you know, Republicans say Democrats never did anything. Democrats always blame Republicans. There's been times where each party had complete control under Bush. The Republicans had complete control of the government for six of his eight years and never did a fucking thing about immigration. Yeah. Obama had two years where he had complete control and they did nothing about immigration, which in his – the only reason I'll give Obama a little bit because he had a much smaller amount of time. I'll give him a little leeway is because he took over in the middle of that financial crisis. They fought with the Republicans to get – you know, packages, uh, you know, of course, restrictions against the banks and everything. It, he spent the first basically almost a year of his presidency, you know, belling out the automakers, you know, getting a restoration package put through, you know, putting financial institutions, getting, you know, them clamped down and getting laws. So he was pretty busy with that. And then as soon as that was over, they went right into the healthcare thing. And I, I've got to be honest, as an American, for citizens here, the healthcare issue was is much more important than immigration, you know. And a lot of people are like, you can't do two things, you know. You couldn't do two things at once. I don't think people understand immigration is so complex, dude. It's not as easy as just like, well, why can't we just let these people in our country? Why can't we just do? It's like there's yeah. so much involved in it that I think it's probably it might be a trickier issue than healthcare to be honest. Because healthcare to me is simple. We have a Medicare program that works. Who Pretty knew healthcare well. was so complicated? Yeah, who could have known? Um, but I mean, Medicare works pretty well. Let's just do a Medicare for all. I mean, yeah, you're going to have to do some major tweaks when you make it a full-on program for the country. But I think that the the bones are there. Immigration is a completely different story because you don't just have – you have refugees. You have asylum seekers. You know, you have people who come over – you know, for jobs and stuff, you know, because there's programs in place if people are, have a certain education and stuff, they can come in. There's so many different things. There's the fucking green cards. You know, there's – you get visas. There's 50 different fucking ways you come into the country and there's all these different – I mean, there's people that come in. They'll get a green card. They're here for 20 fucking 30 years with a green card, can't get citizenship. Then you have other people come in like, I don't know, maybe the president's wife who was here illegally. Illegally. But- Working illegally. Yeah. She came in way after my my wife. My wife was a refugee, and she came over when she was not even a year old. And she was able to come over. She had family members already here, so they sponsored her. And that's another weird thing in the program. You can get sponsorship for some of these people. So she was sponsored. She didn't get her um, American citizenship until she was in... Man, I think she was she was probably pushing 30 before she got it. I mean, she was, you know, she is here all those years. Melania Trump 
because this is the story my wife is real happy she goes you know the day that because she used to live in new york she goes the day i went to get my sworn in for my citizenship was the same day and at the same place that melania trump was there so she like saw donald trump that day when she got swore in because melania was there the same day getting sworn in that bitch was in the country not near as long as my wife yeah my wife was here legally and sponsored and you know what i'm saying that bitch was it and they both it's just that encompasses the system you know, and I mean, until the politicians, which they're never going to do because they're not going to agree on anything, um, can sit down and try and figure something out. I mean, I think the whole well, system. Well, I thought uh, Mr. Ryan said he was going to have two different uh, two different uh, immigration reforms drafted up for Trump by tomorrow. He said, "No, oh, did he say that?" Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, okay. I'm curious. I want to see how this is going to pan out. I haven't seen what either of them say, but apparently there's two different versions. Now, I do kind of tend to fall on the conservative side on the aspect of the immigration is out of control in this country because... I agree. It's not... And it's not like a bad... Not in a bad way, you know? Like, oh, we got to keep these fucking brown people out. That's their thinking. I mean, no, they won't no, say that. No, But let's not, be honest. Yeah. But we are very generous about letting immigrants in our country, unlike a lot of countries. Now, I know with the Syrian refugees and some of that, you know, like you hear all the time, Germany took in like a million people. Well, that's not good. You can't absorb that many people at once. And because of it, they've had their crime rates have gone up double digits. You know, unemployment rates have gone up. You have a lot of issues because you're bringing so many people in your country who – I mean, you got language barriers, educational differences, cultural differences. They can't assimilate. I mean, not that many that fast, and it does nothing but cause issues. You know, Canada is much stricter with their immigration policies. They barely let anybody in. Yeah. And I'm not saying we need to get like a Canada system, but there needs to be numbers set. You know, and there needs to be priorities. Refugees, asylum seekers, and the cases that we can help them, they probably should be prioritized um, when it comes to just standard immigration, this whole system where people have to come over and get visas and green cards and go for years and years. That's a bullshit system. man. if we go out, cause there's programs in place, you know, where we'll go to India or China or wherever they go. And people are trying to get over here and they have these degrees in engineering medicine stuff that we need because we don't have enough people in America that have those types of skills because we're becoming a dumber fucking country by the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, those people, when they come over here, you know, they have to go through the process too, but those type of people that are needed, there should be expedited processes for them. Absolutely. And there should be cutoffs. I mean, I'm, I'm, I agree with Trump on that, but you can't come out. Like if he would have just came out and said, we've got to put, a limit on how many people we bring in total every year to such and such amount. But he doesn't do that. He does it. And the look, I'm fucking old racist fucking white guy and I don't want fucking brown people. I don't want Muslims in that's don't want people from shithole countries. It of course, man, who you don't want the shithole people in, but that's where things went afoul right off the bat with him. He could have easily just made it a more generalized, you know, statement. And he, I think he could have easily got away with it, you know, but I mean, this system, you're going to continue to see these fucking things, man. These people fleeing these countries and coming up 
and they're going to try and keep getting in because for some reason they still think this is a promised land. It's like this country ain't as great as it used to be. Granted, it's still a million times better oh, than compared to where they're coming from, where they're coming from. And I totally understand that, but I don't see it getting a lot better here, but I've, and I've said this on the program. I mean, I, I don't know exactly your viewpoint. I've not expressed mine with the immigrants. I think if we should go to like a standardized system, you go through a basic background check. You want to come to this country, they do your basic background, medical checks, you know, history things, blah, 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 knock all that shit out. If you pass that, then you come in under like a visa system where, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, this is above my head. Government couldn't work it out where it's like a two to five year basis maybe where in that period of time you stay employed you don't get in any trouble, you know, you pay your taxes stuff, you have to take um, basic English courses. I think that that should be, and I know some people get upset about that, but it's not saying come to this country, you have to give up your language and your culture. It's just, but to assimilate, to better yourself and have a better opportunities for yourself and your family come to this country, you know, there should be programs available where you have to go and just learn basic language. Like, they don't need to be fluent, but basic, just, Basic English, you know, learn basic shit about the country's laws and stuff. The, the stuff you have to do to become a citizen anyway, basically. I mean, they all have to take the citizenship yeah. test. And most of the people who take it probably know more about our government system and our history than the idiots that are actually <laughs> Americans. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, seriously. So that to me is all. I mean, you come in, basic grasp of the language. You're, you could prove to yourself to be a good citizen. Over, you know, what, like I said, whatever the window that the government would settle on, then you fucking, that's it. That window ends, whether it's three years, four years, five years, you're, you fucking, you, you're a citizen. Just simplify it. But just say, we're only going to take in, you know, 200,000 people a year or 150,000 a year, you know, uh, just basic people trying to come in. You know, then, like I said, refugees, asylum seekers, that's a different category to itself. And then that's there would be something different for that, you know. But I don't know. This It's it's pretty sad. Like, I, I'm a pretty heartless bastard. And, like, I was watching Rachel Maddow last night, and she started talking about those the tender things, tender age camps or whatever. And she is like the report came in on it, like at the end of her show. And she's like reading the fucking report off the AP. And she's like crying like she can't talk when she's trying to say basically what the government is doing. And uh, I mean, I watch her a lot and she gets animated and she'll get a little into stuff. But I haven't seen her like break down like that. And then like I'm going back and I'm reading and I'm watching it again and stuff. And then I'm like actually like, dude, you think about it like. What if that was me and I'm trying to get my family out of just this fucking hellhole and I come to America and I'm trying to do it the right way. I'm going through the point of entry. I'm trying to apply for asylum and then they take my fucking kid away. And of course, you know, I got the baby now, so I'm kind of attached to him. Yeah. And I'm like, I can only imagine, you know, and it's like, dude, I kind of fucking got a little teary eyed and shit and I got mad at myself because I takes away, you know, I like to be fucking the shitty heartless fucker and. And I'm like, God, man, this is just the worst. This country is the fucking worst, man. Uh. So you solve the problem, Eric. Tell me how we're going to solve this. What are we doing? Um, I mean, unfortunately, the problems are way bigger than uh, 
then we'll, <laughs> I think we're approaching it the wrong way. I mean, unfortunately, it's it's a whole philosophical difference that we have to go through mm-hmm. as a species in order to fix these problems. So immigration is a problem basically because other countries are terrible. Mm-hmm. They're either ultra corrupt to where only a select few have all the wealth or they're riddled with crime or they're just completely impoverished altogether. Um, all the above. I mean, you know, it, it's unfortunately it's what it is, but I, I don't think that see, that's the thing. I, I, I think that our philosophy has a change instead of saying we're only going to allow certain amounts or everybody can come in or whatever. I think our outreach needs to be a little bit better, like try and help countries become better for their citizens. If every country is good, nobody really has a big need to move around. Immigration vanishes. If people are fed, they're able to care for their family, they're happy, there's no reason. Immigration ceases to exist. It might happen because people want to see a different part of the world, but it's not going to become a a life or death thing. Like These people, it is a life or death thing. They have to leave their country because they fear that their kids are going to grow up and be inducted into a gang in Guatemala or, you know, whatever, or, you know, their kids are going to grow up and be killed by the cartel in Mexico. Um, I, that, that's a legitimate fear, and you, you, they're only doing what they can do to protect their family. But if those realities don't exist in their country, they stay. They stay. And, I mean, we as a species have just completely fucked up royally, and we never look at the bigger problem. We always look at what affects us. We sit here and go, oh, well, what, what can we do here in America to make it better? It's like, no, fuck that. That's not what it's about. What it's about is other countries that they don't feel comfortable being a citizen of anymore. That's the real issue. And no, not a single fucking person ever brings it up. Now, you're 100% right, but the problem is with that is, like, we can't... Dictate what every other country. I it's get like, it. It's like it's I like North Korea, it. right? With Kim Jong Un, you know what he does with his people. He enslaves them. They starve them. But you can't overthrow all these dictators. It's like Syria. Most of the refugees now that are you know all over or infesting, as Trump would say, uh, <laughs> Europe. They, I mean, they're leaving, of course, because of Assad. But we can't just continually overthrow these fucking people. And I mean, look at what we do when we go in to do it. Like we no, did no, I, Iraq, I, and now look at Iraq. Those people would love to probably all get the fuck out of that country. Again, that that's why I predicated it with that. It's a it's it has to be a philosophical change as a species. It can't just be the United Man. States. It's got to be the human race decides. Yeah, this ain't the way it's supposed to work. You're 100 percent right, but. We unfortunately, like I said, we can't dictate every other country, so we have to kind of like, what can we do to get our shit straight before we start, you know, pressing? I, it's a tough thing. Now, a lot of those other countries, though, we are a lot of the problem. I mean, oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you look at, you know, what's going on, like with Iraq or something like that, and those people, I mean, that's 
90 percent our <laughs> yeah. fucking cause i mean oh, yeah. to be honest you look at a lot of the south american countries that are in disarray and those are because, because of our policies and how we treated them and either and then, either on the corporate level like corporations went in and stole their water supply um or on the espionage level where we went in and completely dismantled their whole uh government oh we haven't done that in like 40 or 50 years but you know the big thing is too like i love how like trump and the conservatives they always want to throw up what is it ms-13 that mexican gang or something that was a gang that was kind of like formed here and then we ran them out and they went to mexico and now they're just just fucking murdering people like they've went down into south america and it's all drug related and you know who buys all the drugs americans so if our they, they're worried about our borders being tight, you know, letting in, ref, you know, all the immigrants coming across. It's more the drugs and the guns and stuff, which is partly our fault. Like they flow into these places from here. The drugs flow in, the money and the guns flow out. You know, um, we're just as much to blame with some of the South American issues, like you said, not just the overthrows of the government, the espionage, um, stealing the resources. I mean, that goes all the way back to. What, like the 40s and 50s with like the United Fruit Company and, you know, and stuff yeah. like that where we've done things. Um, the history is very seedy. So, yeah, we've caused a lot of these issues or, you know, there's spinoffs over, throughout the years that, you know, that we had a part in. But it's, it's like this is one of those things. It's like as bad as it sounds like it. That's terrible. And all we can do is change what we do now because we can't go back and correct all the fucked up things that we've done in the past. But what's going on in this country right now with when you look at like taking these children away and the world sees this, you know. And another thing, did you see the Trump administration yesterday? They pulled out of the U.N.'s Human Rights Council. Yeah, I saw that. It's like it's like As going, Taking kids away from their family. Yeah. We're pulling so out of the Human Rights Council. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, well, that makes sense, actually. So if we don't get our shit together and stuff, we can't really go and help other people. You know, I mean, th- I know on some levels there's ways to go in and help. But, yeah. you know, but goddamn, man. The wor- that's what I said. The world's chaos, dude. And I'm just glad that I'm halfway through my life. So I probably won't have to see the complete end of it <laughs> because... I just don't see things fucking getting better. On a side note, did you see uh, that dipshit uh, Corey Lewandowski on Fox News? Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Did you see what he said, though? Yeah, about the 10-year-old girl, the special needs girl that's taken away from her family. Yeah, so a 10-year-old Mexican girl with Down syndrome was separated from her mother. And then Lewandowski, if you got to watch the video, he interrupts in the middle of that and goes, womp, womp. Yeah. Too bad. So sad. It's like, wow, you are a total piece of shit. And then he came out and like defended it. He's like, oh, I was just mocking a liberal who yeah. attempted to politicize children. It's like, mm, <laughs> yeah. wait, no, I think your former boss is the one that's politicizing children. Like, he's making this policy, so he's got leverage to try and get his fucking wall built. Yeah, they even said that. Yeah. They said that the, taking the kids away from these people was yeah, they blatantly meant to said be a deterrent. It. Yep. You know? Like, hey, if they know that we're going to take their kids away, then they won't fucking try and sneak in now, will they? Yep. Uh, well, 
if they still look at I'll take my chances or stay in my fucking back in my town and be raped and murdered, um, yeah, your I guess it's a I guess it's a risk you got to take. Yeah, it's what you got to do. But that's cool because you know everything's going to be great now because he executive order. So that means shit. We fixed everything today. <laughs> means absolutely nothing. Yeah, actually, immigration fixed. Yeah, no, not at all. Actually, read the fucking document. It's worthless, pretty much. Pretty much like everything that comes out of his fucking line sack of shit mouth. Yeah, and they're trying to dismantle. I can't remember the case, but there's some kind of case where it says you can't hold a child in detention for like more than twenty days or something like that. Mm. Um. And basically, this executive order is dismantling that because it says that they can be held with their family indefinitely. Uh, well, whatever. Another great thing. This is the last note I had because I just saw this tonight. Um, they're going to put forth a plan to merge the Department of Labor and Education together. And I saw that. And I just what? I, oh, yeah, yeah. This is This is a thing that they're putting out their plan i don't know if they're doing it tomorrow i think it might have been what i read uh to restructure the government departments to kind of you know shrink the size of government um so they want to put the department of labor and education together and i was like oh good we're going to go back to the good old days when children used to work the coal mines <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what the fuck like oh, f- i don't know man i just like i said every time i see something now i'm just like all right you know what would be really nice? Instead of recess, <laughs> yeah. let's have them make socks. Uh, well, let's have them yeah. knit. Or we can have or them put stitched. iPhones together. Then we don't Stitch. have to then yeah. get those jobs back from China. <laughs> we can get all those factory jobs that we lost by putting our kids to work. So every fucking day, it's something new, man. Space Force, fucking merging <laughs> the departments together. and. Uh, it's like it's Jesus just, Christ. It's too much. I just can't I can't <clears throat> deal with it all. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm be, I'm slowly starting to turn into you, where I'm just kind of almost at the point where I'm just like, fuck it all, just just fuck it all. Let's yeah, end I mean, it as quick as we can. I mean, because I have We're the kids fucked. and stuff. I want things to be better. I mean, I really do. Clearly, yeah, that's your mindset, but but. I just look at the politicians and even the Democrats, or most of them to me, are just what's the term that uh, Samantha used? Feckless cunts. Uh, that's most <laughs> of the Democrats too. That's why I never say I'm a Democrat. Like, you know, oh, are you Democrat or Republican? No, I'm a fucking liberal because I, I, that's what I am. And there is no liberal party. There is the fucking ultra-conservative Republicans, and then there's the moderate-conservative Democrats, and I fucking can't stand either one of them. Yeah. But, you know, but I'm just forced to fucking vote Democrat because it is lesser of two evil, you know, about 75% of the time. But it's just how it goes, man. It's, it sucks. And, I mean, I've already talked to the woman and stuff. Like, her dad's about to retire. He lives up in Connecticut, and when he retires, he's going back to Laos. He's got a lot of land there and stuff and a house and everything. He's ready to go. He's like, I got like another fucking, I don't know, year or two or whatever. And he's, you know, he'll have his retirement. And it's not a lot, but, you know, you can live over there a lot cheaper than you can here. And he's thinking about 
he's going to pack up and move to Laos. I told the woman, I was like, we might have to fucking move to Laos when we get, because I'm thinking another 30 years, where are we going to be at the States? I might, it might not be bad to just kind of live out in the, you know, the kind of the farmland of Laos somewhere, just <laughs> nice not, and peaceful, away from everything, you know? I mean, I won't be able to conversate with anybody because I can't understand a fucking thing any of them say. My wife starts going off. It all sounds the same to me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. But then again, that might be a good thing if I can't understand what people are saying. It might be more peaceful. <laughs> Maybe. So. <sighs> well, alrighty, folks. I know we left it off at a wonderful note there. That's what I want every show to end on, just glumness. Like, we, we start high with just like movie reviews and just you know <laughs> shooting the shit and then just go right into disarray and misery something that was saving next week we'll do it um a list of uh well i'll just say i got a list for you next week i don't want to say Ooh. this because i want people to go fucking google it and ruin it motherfuckers so you Can't gotta listen it. got a good list next week <clears throat> all right um uh, entertaining something. i got no plugs because i don't know who does what anymore yeah, no plugs until somebody um, pings us and tells us, hey, plug us. Yeah, so, Five, four, three, yep, bye. Two, yeah, peace out.